Hello everyone, it's the Bookcast. My name's Stephen. We're going to talk about some Nintendo things today. Uh, it's going to be a little bit of an intimate podcast today. I've only got my one very good friend James with the with me on this this fine evening. How you doing? I am good. I have poured a brandy okay. over the rocks. Oh yeah, man! I should have brought. Maybe I'll drink some some whiskey also on rocks. I haven't really. I haven't really done that though to be honest oh just have a water bottle so yeah i've Sorry. got a glass disappoint. next time we will have some exciting drinks but until then we'll talk about some news we'll talk <laughs> about a game that james has been playing it's probably going to be a short one because there's not been a whole lot going on and there's only two of us to talk about it but we'll see how we go um so big well big news for me don't know about if it's the same for you uh, james but Mega Man x legacy collection has been confirmed as coming to the switch and a whole bunch of other platforms uh, split up into two collections, which is kind of weird. So, like, the first four games in one and the second kind of worst four games on another separate cartridge, which is an unusual thing, but I guess it's the same as what they did with the first Mega Man collection. Uh, and it's coming out in July. Do you have any connection to Mega Man at all? I can't remember, James. I don't really... I don't, I've never really gotten into Mega Man. Um, I played... Oh, I don't even know which one I played. Um, but it's just a series that I never really got into. And I think it's cool though, that they're bringing them all to switch. Um, did you say that they've previously bought like a cartridge with a collection out before on the switch? Cause um, I haven't seen one in shops before. Oh, it no, it's, overseas or something. No, I'm thinking of the, uh, like the first Mega Man legacy collection that was back on, um, like 3ds and PS4 and stuff. And oh, it's never right. been on switch, but like that one had the first four games and then, it was about a year after or six months after, sometime after they brought out a second one with the second four Mega Man games. But now it's, I guess, kind of weird that they bring both of these out at the same time in two separate purchases. I guess, like, you have to buy both, right? <laughs> Pretty much. I know I will be, but I guess it means that if you only want the first four and, you know, probably the most popular four, then you don't have to buy the second half. So maybe that's a bonus, I guess, depending on how they're priced. Yeah, I guess. I think I think the thing that I find a bit weird about this, um, I don't think it's been put up anywhere in Australia yet. Um, so I don't know if that's because the like because I, th- I know they come with like eShop download codes or something. Maybe they're having issues with that, like coming to Australia or something. Um, similar to Resident Evil, where they didn't bring mm, that here either. That's right. Um, yeah, so you might have to import it. I think if you really want it. Dang, I wonder if hopefully it'll come out here digitally because, I mean, worst case, I'll probably do that over importing oh, yeah, just because I'm lazy. <laughs> digital too. Yeah, no, that's fine. But yeah, yeah. Digital as well, of course. But you might. I was just going to say you might as well get digital if you're going to buy it because, you know, you're not really getting everything on the cartridge anyway. Yeah. Um, With those extra vouchers and stuff, which I just find so weird. Like, I'm sure those games will all fit on the cartridge, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, like a couple of... NES and Super NES games. I guess some of them are PlayStation games, so I don't know if like all the music and dumb cutscenes in those might help sort of bloat it over, but surely they can fit them in like a 32 gig card. Those discs were like 600 megs, so that shouldn't be too much of a challenge. I I hope we hear a bit more about it just sort of details-wise. Like, I'm probably the only person who cares about this, but I really hope that it has options for the different soundtracks from the PlayStation versions of the first couple of Mega Man X games because they had, like, CD music like and that's stuff. that's definitely something you only care about, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I think I've talked about it once before, and I'm literally the only person who thinks it's better, but, you know, that's me, my unique tastes. 
But yeah, Mega Man, July 24th, apparently. Hopefully we'll find out before then whether I'll be happy with the music. Um, Sega Ages is a thing that was announced just recently. Basically doing the virtual console before Nintendo do virtual console, which is really weird. Um, I guess it looks like it's kind of similar to the 3DS, uh, like not really 3D classics, but you know how Sega did all those just 3D whatever, basically Sega virtual console yeah, things. Like ports of some sort, kind of. Yeah, there was a name for them, but I can't remember it. But yeah, there's apparently... I thought it was just Sega 3D classics. Um, Let's go with that for the time being. Um, But yeah, there's apparently sure. 15 games that have been announced for it. The only ones that we know are Sonic the Hedgehog, Fantasy Star, and Thunder Force 4. I don't know if I really care about any of those specific ones, but surely the other 12 will have something I'm interested in. I think um the I mean obviously this is like getting a little bit op- not optimistic but I guess carried away. Yeah. Um I do remember seeing on the stream there was a mention of Sega Saturn and Sega Dreamcast. I don't know if it was in, in relation to this. Um uh-huh. But that would be pretty cool because I think when people think of like you know Sega Retro Collection they just think of games like you know this but if we mm. go like a little bit further on um, you know, Sega Saturn and Sega Dreamcast. Although I'm not sure if there's a lot of games on those consoles that people probably really want to play. I think um, I think for the but... Saturn there might be, because now that you mention it, there are a couple of games, at least on the Saturn, that have just never really come to other platforms, like the Panzer Dragoon games and other ones that I can't oh, think yes, of, of course, immediately. Yeah. But like, it seems like a console that's never really been done justice by any virtual console or like re-release service. So that would be real nice. I'd play... I'd try Panzer Dragoon's Sega Rally, the good version of Daytona. I can't remember if that version was any good. But yeah, that'd be fun. Christmas Nights into Dreams? Yes, yes. Let's let's all buy that, have a dedicated podcast to it when that comes out. Yeah. The good news is that all the emulations done by M2, who did all of the 3DS ones and a lot of the good virtual console stuff on Wii U from memory, I think they did the GBA stuff. I think, I think they did the 3D Classic stuff too. Yeah, you're probably right. They, yeah, so very good choice um, there. Yeah, I, the only thing I've, I like, I don't really know much about Sonic as like an intense kind of Sonic fan. Hmm. Um, but apparently, people are a little bit upset that they didn't say it was the the Taxman versions of Sonic or something. I don't know if you know what that means, Stephen. Um, I, don't. I, I think I know what they'd be talking about because like there were the. There were the Sega, sorry, the Sonic games that were ported to iPhone a little while ago, and that's sort of what the like that, where it's been built on the engine that eventually became the engine for Sonic Mania. So it's like full widescreen, proper 60 FPS at all times. And it's not just like an emulation. It's more of like a rebuild from the ground up. So yeah, that's that's a really good yeah. point. If it is those, that would be amazing. But if it's emulation, that's kind of a bummer because there's just way better versions, those Taxman versions. Mm. I think, yeah, I, I personally have... Like, I've just got so many games to play from now that I don't really have any interest in diving into older games. Um, but yeah, I think it's interesting that come publishers are kind of like, for example, like we just talked about Mega Man X and stuff, and then now we're talking about Sega. Um, they're starting to put out their, their older products because there is no kind of virtual console platform, I'm assuming. Um, then they're kind of capitalizing on that <laughs> while yeah. they can. And I mean... Yeah, I just find it a bit annoying but and it, yeah, yeah it kind of seems like a bummer like even the virtual console for the wii u never really got beyond i guess specific nintendo stuff so you didn't really get much in the way of sega from memory that sort of all happened on the wii u where it was all these platforms from all over the place but 
yeah, sort of just Nintendo at the moment. So I wouldn't be surprised if even if Virtual Console does come, it's just going to be Nintendo platform games and maybe this will fill the blanks, I guess. Mm, yes. Well, Well, considering you don't have any time to play, you know, old video games, do you have time to watch anime, James? Uh, no, <laughs> unfortunately not. Oh, what a shame. I'm so sorry I, to I thought you are such a fan. <laughs> well, if I, ever you... <laughs> I am, as we know, I'm really... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, if ever you find some time, you can play it, play some anime on your Switch with the Funimation app that's not out, but confirmed to be coming to the Switch. Um, I know that we have Funimation in Australia. I haven't sort of really looked at it. I only found out about it being in Australia like last week. But yeah, they've got, you know, reasonably popular shows, Attack on Titan, My Hero Academia, some other ones. Um, I think the most interesting thing that bring this brings up is that there are a lot of the streaming apps that are coming to the Switch are kind of the, I don't know, the low tier, not the basically not Netflix, and it's clearly possible. I wonder what's the holdup with Netflix and, I don't know, other major streaming platforms. I mean, I think, like, in Australia, especially, it'd be only Netflix, really. Like, I don't see Stan going out and making an app for Switch, but who could, who knows, we could be wrong. Um, <laughs> we can hope. But then, um, Imagine watching Twin Peaks on Switch. Yeah. That'd be great. That would be not... I wouldn't like to bring <laughs> that that trauma with me, as much as I love it. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's really weird that they haven't done it. I don't know if there's some kind of weird thing with the share button maybe like oh no they could probably just disable that i don't know why it's taking so long like it's on everything yeah (laughs) like it's on the wii like why isn't it on the switch oh man you literally Um, could buy a netflix disc to put in the wii at one point how that's such a weird time (laughs) i don't know if you could do that in australia but i remember there was a disc and that was so bizarre um did you have to put the disc in every time you wanted to watch Netflix? I think I think it did back suck. then, yeah. Like, it was a disc-based right. app, or who knows? It, I think it was only in yeah. America back then, but what a, just a weird concept, Netflix on a disc. I think, yeah, I think it's nice to know that the functionality is there, and that, although we kind of knew the functionality was there, but it's just nice to see that it can happen, I guess. Um, it's just really bizarre that something like Netflix hasn't kind of happened on Switch yet. Or even stuff like YouTube, like YouTube, Netflix, really any streaming yeah, platform yeah. is just, it's the most important thing about it is getting it on every screen that has an internet connection so you can get more people subscribing to the service. And I mean, I imagine- I was literally going to just ask about iView and then I was like, oh, but you can just do that through the browser. And I was like, oh, there is no browser. Yeah, what browser? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's weird. Like so, you can get it on, you can get it on your phone, you can get it anywhere else, but the Switch, it's probably not going to be, you know, it'll be a small audience compared to phones, tablets, and I guess the things that every person has. But I don't know if I, when I was a kid and had a portable machine, that would have been an awesome thing to have YouTube on. So where is it? What's going on? That's bizarre. Um, in terms of the Funimation stuff, uh, if that's in Australia, do we know if the Game, not games, the shows on that are the same in Australia as they are in America. Um, like, I know, for example, Attack on Titan, the game here has a different name because they're not allowed to call it Attack on Titan for licensing issues and stuff. I know that um, Attack on Titan is on, um, I think it's on Anime Lab and it's definitely on Crunchyroll, which you can access in Australia and it has the full name, title and right. everything. So I assume it's just the games, weirdly enough, that has to call it AOT2, which is... Yeah. Bizarre. 
I was just like wondering if like the licensing can be because obviously there's licensing issues with Netflix here. Like we don't get mm. as much in Australia as they do in America. Um, but yeah, yeah. Well, we also don't get Hollow Knight for a little while in Australia or anywhere really. Um, Segways. Yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> so the um, yeah, Team Cherry they make Hollow Knight. Uh, they've give us, given us a little bit of an update as to what's going on with the Switch version. It's sort of been no one really has known when it's been coming out, and you know I think we were thinking we would see it at PAX last year. That didn't really pan out, and there's been a few delays here and there. And yeah, they've pretty much come out and said it'll come out when it's done, which is good. They've given some details as to exactly what they're doing and what's holding them up. They want to make sure that it runs in a steady 60 FPS at all times, translating it into a whole bunch of languages, getting rid of like many crashes and stuff like that. So they're clearly putting a fair bit of effort into it, but yeah, they, they don't want to give anyone a date probably so that when that date comes and it hasn't come out, they don't get grumpy people on Twitter, I guess. It's a bit of a bummer though. I think... This is annoying to me because I purposely have not played this game anywhere else because I really want to play it on my Switch. Yes, so, literally same here. Like, Yeah, so like, just put it out. No, but <laughs> I get it. Like, I think it's I think it's interesting. It's cool that they really want to, um, I guess, you know, make sure the port that they put out isn't just some kind of quick and lazy cash grab. And I guess they're a team who doesn't have the resources of other teams who might have put their stuff out on Switch much quicker. Mm. So... Yeah, I yeah. think it'll look great on the sw- on the Switch screen, especially like in portable mode, obviously. Um, but we'll see. We will. It's yeah, totally. I'm exactly the same as you. It's one of those ones that seems like, why would I buy this on you know PS4, Xbox, if I? It seems like the kind of game that would be awesome to play portably if I wanted to. So, yeah, I really hope it happens soon. If we hear anything, we'll let you all know. One day. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's pretty well about it for news. There's not been a whole lot going on since we last talked. But James has been playing some games, or a game. Yeah, Um, it's been quite... And based on your review, it seems like the game part of it is a bit minimal. Um, Yeah, let us know a bit about The Bunker. So, The Bunker is... I can't even tell you who made it. Sorry. And um, it it came out last year on other platforms, and it came out around the same time as another game called uh, Late Shift, which was also like an interactive kind of movie, and so I kind of got them confused. But this is definitely the bunker, and it's about <laughs> uh, you play as I think he's thirty. I think he's thirty years old. His name's John, and he is he's grown. He's lived his whole life in this bunker because um, most of Britain has been like destroyed by a nuclear attack. So no one's allowed on the surface. You know this pretty typical kind of nuclear fallout kind of thing. Yeah, that's what and came to mind. Your mum. Yeah, and in like the first like the literal opening scene is like your mum dies, which means you're <laughs> the only one left um, in the bunker. So. Oh, so the only one of... in t- only one left. At all, not just of your family, just the only human being left in the bunker? Only human being left in the bunker is you. Okay. So, there is a reason for that. Um, a lot, so, what happens is, obviously, the first... It's, 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 I like how they do it, is the first few moments you kind of are doing your routine. Like, he, John has to do this routine, stay alive. Like, he has to take some vitamins, he has to measure his radi- radiation, vent something, like downstairs in the bunker or something like that. So it's like a routine of like five steps. And you do them like three times, I think. And then on the fourth time or third time, something stuffs up. Um, And then he has to kind of leave his safe little room and stuff and go and explore the bunker. 
and to like kind of reboot the systems, but in doing so, there's a lot of like repressed memories and stuff that kind of come to the surface, and you realize why John's the only one left. Um, and it all dovetails really nicely into like a choice ending at the end. And yeah, there's two endings basically. Okay, I was kind of um, curious, like how it plays as such. Like, is it more? I know when I, when I see the screenshots and stuff, it makes me think it could either go one of two ways. Like, does it? it I know some games it'll sort of play a bit of a film clip, then pause at a point for you to look around at surroundings and work out what's going on, and sort of go ahead from there. So it feels very old school. Um, in that they don't they don't really make FMV games anymore. Like, as I'm sure you agree. Um, yes. So, basically, what happened is, like, a, a scene will play out, and then they've obviously filmed, like, three minutes of just footage of John standing around to make it loop, and then loops it, but it looks like it's, you know, real. Um, it's basically a point-and-click adventure game. So, okay. click something, John will go and investigate it, um, and then you might have to go press a button somewhere. And you're basically watching a movie. Um, when... When it came to the bunker, I was kind of a little bit disappointed because the gameplay is very simplistic. It's very much like, okay, John, go there, or okay, John, pick that up, put that down, you know, like, there's not much to it. It's very linear, okay. um, whereas, like, I think I said it in my review as well, like, FMV games like Spycraft and the X-Files, they have, like, some shooting moments, they have some, you know, go through your documents and match up information with what you've heard from an interview. There was just a lot more to them. Um, whereas the bunker was very much just, you play through the, play through it, experience the story, which is pretty good. Like, it could have gone kind of into that schlocky, um, supernatural area. Yeah, like a lot of those old good. FMV games were a bit like that. Like, you could tell they were so low budget that, you know, they were hiding their effects behind crappy video compression and... You know, you could tell they didn't really have much in the way of writing budget, but it sounds like this is not quite so bad that way. I think, like, and I, I didn't recognise any of the actors, but apparently they're all in, like, Game of Thrones and stuff, but I've, I'm have i pretty far behind in Game of Thrones as well, so maybe maybe they appear later on, or maybe they're just minor characters, but the acting's really solid, uh, and that's, I guess, what makes or breaks something like this. Um, I think the most... The best part about it is the guy who plays John does this really good job of kind of making this guy seem like an adult, but he's grown up with his mum in a bunker for 30 years, so he's really still a kid. Yeah, um, okay. So mentally, like, he does a really good job of kind of portraying that. Um, but I just, I really, I do like the twist. I'm obviously not going to talk about it because I think it's super important to not know it <laughs> if you're going to play it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I just don't know if it's worth playing through for that it's just it can't like i had to take a lot of like it's only a three hour game but i just had to take a lot of breaks um because i did get really bored really quickly uh, okay like is there more to it than just like playing to a certain section and then like pressing a button to react to what like a quick time event i'm thinking of some of the like sega cd fmv games where it was just literally do you press the button fast enough yes no if no you crash like is it like that or a bit there more, are, a little bit so more involved there, there no, that's literally it. Oh, okay. There are some quick time events, um, and every time I failed, like I sometimes I would fail it because I just wasn't really paying attention, and then I would just be taken back to the beginning of that scene. It would start again. Do you know what I mean? Like it's okay. very simplistic. Then I imagine, like I know when I'm watching TV, sometimes I'll just like 
stop paying attention a little bit, just, you know, get out my phone. I imagine that would be maybe what was going on. And then it's like, oh, wait, it's a video game. I have to press buttons again. And you kind of forget about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> towards, towards the end, after the twist, there was a little bit of a, there's kind of a bit of a, like, in between bit that wasn't really interesting. And I think that's when I was on my phone, I will admit. <laughs> um, but, but the, but still, still really good. I think it's. I think I love the fact that these games are kind of coming back. I really like the. You just when you're playing it, you just feel like you're back in the nineties. Like I don't know what it is. They just the way it's the way it's filmed, the way it plays. Like it's just it's just really interesting. And I kind of hope these games still do well and that they make more in the future because I I really do like them. I think they kind of pull you in a lot more than some other games do. Um, but I just, it must be so hard to make them. Do you know what I mean? Like, cause you almost have to film everything. Yeah. You kind of have to film a whole bunch of game outcomes. After. Yeah. And then like, what happens if like your game changes halfway through development, and you need to film more stuff, but the actors aren't available or something. Like, I just think that must be so hard. Yeah. It's like all of... of the, all of the disadvantages of filming stuff, cause you have to deal with actors. You can't change stuff as easy after filming it. And you kind of lose all the advantages of it being a game and that you can just like change code and fix stuff. You can't just like, you know, you have to just refilm stuff if you need to redo it. Unlike a regular game. So it must be a lot of effort. Yeah. I assume that that was, yeah, I, I feel like that might've even happened. Maybe they did all this and they're like, Oh, there's not much to it, but then they couldn't get the actors back or the contracts for them ran out or something. Um, yeah, I liked it. I really did like it. I just I just thought it was a little bit... There just wasn't much to it, you know? I have to say, like, looking at the screenshots you've got in the review, it looks really kind of incredibly shot. Like, just every screenshot. I don't know yeah. if those are representative of the whole thing, but it just looks really nice. I did say in the, re- inter- the interview, the review, <laughs> that um, every shot you could pretty much freeze frame it and it would be like you know, like a nice frameable picture or something. Like it's, it's just a really nice, nice looking game. Um, and they kind of, they, they make it really claustrophobic because there's a lot of close up wide angles of people's faces and stuff. Okay. Um, it just, yeah, it feels really, it feels just really authentic, I guess. I think it would um, be cool if this genre sort of comes back in a little way. Cause now that we finally have the storage space and compression stuff to actually have it look good, like on a console, you, if you had your full version video game, it looked kind of like trash, but now you've got, you know, full HD video and it's not really a big deal to download it or you can fit it on a cartridge easy. So yeah, it would seems I mean, like a good depends, time for it like- to happen. Quantum Break had those 4K cutscenes that were quite large, oh. um, but I guess you don't have to do 4K; it's pretty overkill. And I, yeah, I like. I think they are kind. These games are kind of making a comeback. I mean, even like Late Shift. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, Steve, but it's filmed in the UK, I think. And it's about a guy who works in a parking garage or something. He's on, he's on the Late Shift, and something happens, and that kind of creates the drama. Okay. Um, but that was like filmed and scre- and screened in cinemas, and you would go into a cinema. They would tell you to download the app, and then the people on the app would vote the- for the outcomes. Oh wow! And they ported it to PS. Yeah, then they ported it to PS4 and Xbox later to make it more of a game. So that was like kind of a more of a like something more, I guess, like mainstream media than video games that became yeah. a video game. Whereas okay. this is kind of the opposite. It was made as a game from the get go. Okay. And yet still it is worse as a game, I reckon, but man, um, you make me really want to go watch like an interactive movie. Like I remember seeing in TV shows, like the, you have a button in your seat, press a to do this, B to do that. Like that would be so awesome. Why don't they do that here? 
who knows yeah <laughs> I know I don't know like, we don't always get everything I guess yeah um, and I'm assuming the, the budget behind it wasn't that high but yeah I, I liked the bunker like overall I do think it was a really good game um, no it's a really good story but I just think as a game it's not the best so okay but then people who haven't played stuff like Spycraft or the X-Files or even what's the, the vampire one Night Trap or something Phantasmagoria oh I think Night Trap that was another too. one yeah that's one. The one that came out on PS4 like last year in America, Nightfall oh. or Night Trap. I think, yeah, it was like a Night um, Trap something. Yeah, let's go with that. It's awful, but it's good. <laughs> like, it's awful in a good way. Um, yeah, like, they just all have a bit more to them, whereas this I just felt like was a little bit more. And maybe that's because, you know, you're filming high-definition cutscenes with real actors who are kind of semi-famous, like they're naturally going to cost more. So maybe they didn't have the money to maybe film more outcomes or more kind of material to use in their game. Maybe that was the issue. Yeah, and but, I guess with knows. them not really being a well-known developer, at least to my understanding, they probably can't afford to splash money on filming without knowing that they're going to be you know popular when it does come out. So they probably just have to work their way up the chain and hopefully you know get up to more... I guess higher budget sort of things, so that they can you know do all those you know filming of alternate scenes and stuff like that that they weren't really able to do with this one. Yeah, I mean, I, like the 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 writing team is, I think it's comprised of people who worked on The Witcher, Soma, okay. and Broken Sword. So it's like a a team of like pr- like the writers are pretty good. Yeah, you know they've written some pretty good stuff before, so it doesn't really surprise me the writing's really good and all there. But yeah, just I don't know, the game just felt flat a little bit. So okay. Well, I yeah. mean, it sounds to me, I don't know, it sounds pretty good. Um, do you remember how much or do you know how much it cost? Um, so in Australia, I'm pretty sure it's about $19.50 on the eShop. Um, Stephen just Googled and <laughs> on PSN it's 30 Um, So, yeah, I, I think it's pretty appropriately priced, on, especially on Switch, um, given that it's two to three hours. I guess, like, obviously there's like a kind of age-old argument of is it worth it if you can't play it again? Because I don't see anybody wanting to play the bunker again, you know? Um, there are some collectibles and stuff to get through, but they're, it's almost like, I said this in my review, it's almost like they kind of added them in later because the actual actor and stuff in the game doesn't really interact with them beyond picking them up. Oh, talk okay. about them. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's almost like they just added collectibles as to the, as a menu, like, later on. Just like, um, we need this to have something more gamey so that people have something to do in it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And and that kind of was a bit disappointing. Like, yes, it's nice to better pick something up and read a file that's got a lot of, you know, backstory to it. But it just felt so disconnected from the main game that I just... I assume it's like we said before, Steve, where you just can't go back and film stuff, like if mm. you if the actors have moved on to other projects or something. So, yeah, I mean, twenty bucks—that's you know cheaper than I kind of thought it might be. And I don't know I, I can see different people judge value differently, but I don't know I see that as you know it's an alternative to going to see a movie. And I don't know for three I was about hours. To say, it's, I guess it's like a movie ticket. It's three hours. Like it's not that bad, really. Like, um, I'll make some yeah. popcorn at home, and it's. Just the same, except no one's talking around <laughs> totally me. Totally the same. <laughs> well, sure, the, your TV is probably the same as well, right? Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> exactly the same. You know, just those little crappy speakers I have are just the same as the Dolby Atmos in the cinema. All good. Let's do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's pretty well all that we've got to talk about on uh, this episode of the Bookcast. I told you it would be nice and short, but... Hopefully you enjoyed it. Yeah, if you want to check out the site, it is at books.net, like books but with a V. 
got reviews, eShop updates. That's how we find out how much the bunker costs. Um, and yeah, all the fun stuff, all the news has more details on there. Um, I've been Stephen. You can find me at Stephen Impson on all the social things and such. Uh, and James has been with me. Where can we find you? Just on Twitter, as always. So my Twitter is at Jam, so A-T-J-A-M-Z. Cool. Well, thank you very much for listening. We'll catch you all next time. Uh, Until then, see you around, friendos. Yes, and we will see you in another life, or even this life. Who knows? Maybe both. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 